Hello, everyone, and welcome to Non-Canon Files number 29. I'll be your host today, Patrick. And joining me today are my five caroling co-hosts. Jonathan Marley. I'm not saying shit. Wins will go. Colt would go. It, Colt, it's alphabetical. Colt. Oh, we're, we've never... We Okay, uh, uh, a chilled Colt. Uh, Winter Wonderland Wenzel. Ah, oh, fuck you. Using that two times mm-hmm. in a row. Mm-hmm. Justin Cratchit. Yeah, it's canon. And today is a very, it's another very special episode, keeping with our Christmas theme <laughs> all month. We're having a Christmas Carol countdown, where we'll be ranking 10 of the best Christmas Carol adaptations, along with what is purported to be one of the worst. And to well, do that, we have our very is. own Christmas Carol expert, and that's Justin. What's up? Boop, boop. It's been so long since I've seen you guys on the podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. I think years. the last one was, oh, that strange McRib episode that we definitely didn't just finish recording moments ago. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. That's no, crazy. I, I would say time is, is as thick and fluid as whatever sauce they use on the McRib. <laughs> time has no effect on us. But yes, thank you for having me on again, Pat. Thank you for coming. I have many feelings on A Christmas Carol, you see. It's one of my favorite stories and some of my favorite movies, except for the one. <laughs> and we'll get to that one. Mm. But because I'm glad you brought it up because we, we did want to go ahead and get started with our little countdown here. And would you be so kind of let us know what is the adaptation starting off at number 10? At number 10, we've got the 1935 adaptation called Scrooge, starring Seymour Hicks. It's fairly unremarkable. It's fine. I have very few feelings on the 1935 or the next one. I mean, they're tough to, uh, to get into because they're from the 30s. So filmmaking was different at yeah. that point. <laughs> yeah, very different. Yeah. And one of them, I don't remember which one, so I'm just going to throw it out there now one of them adds the story wrinkle that one of Cratchit's kids throws a snowball and hits Scrooge in the face and knocks down his favorite hat and so Cratchit gets fired to add a level of drama damn kids ooh yeah damn kids the the fucking gravitas yeah the gravitas gravity yeah starting Sandra Bullock (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean that's not inaccurate and then that leads into the number nine one which was the 1938 starring Reginald Owen. Again, unremarkable. Same deal. Yeah. Also, one of them had really weird old-timer makeup. Like the, it, they, they did makeup on the dude playing Scrooge to make him look really old, except even for the time, it looked terrible. Again, don't remember which one. They blend together. But don't worry. I have many more thoughts on the other adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, we're getting there. We'll get there. there. Yeah, we're getting there. Well, since we sped through uh, 9 and 10 so quickly. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. There's one I'm going to talk about for a while. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but that leads us to number eight. Number eight is the 2009 Jim Carrey version directed by Robert Zemeckis. Oh, oh did wow. he direct? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yep. He did Back to the Future, A Polar Express. Beowulf. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, this continued the tradition. He started with Polar Express and Beowulf, where it was weird, creepy animation over actual actors that you kind of recognize, despite being terrified by what you see in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And much like, and much like uh, Polar Express, you have the lead role kind of playing a, a good 30% of the characters in the movie. More than that, I would say. Like Jim Carrey is like he's at least 50% of the main characters. And then there's only like three or four other actors in there beside 
Uh, Colin Firth is in there in like three things. Carrie Elwes is like got four lines. Huh. Yeah. They have some rather, you know, remarkable talent, but yeah. just not really used. No, it, well, because Jim Carrey played everything. Jim Gary Carrey Oldman's played, in it. Yeah, he was great as Marley and as uh, Bob Cratchit. This actually, though, used to be my least favorite adaptation. And let me tell you why, because most of the movie's fine. You know, they, they the early parts, they switch between creepy and also funny. Like, you see Marley's jaw just unhinge as a ghost, but then he ties it too tight, and so his nose is in his mouth, and he mumbles. Like that whiplash of, ha oh, fuck, sort of thing. But the part that gets me is the ghost of Christmas present. You know, the fun, happy, jolly guy that makes you happy. Like, oh, he's going to show me what Christmas is really all about. And it's not shoes for a, a kid's dying mother. I hate that song. <laughs> Fucking Christmas shoes. But the problem is that Jim Carrey plays the ghost of Christmas present. Not like a fun happy thing but like an escaped mental patient that's gonna shank you when you're not looking oh wow and it what gets, oh no he's fucking creepy right so he's like his laugh is not a happy laugh it's like a ha, 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 i'm gonna stab you it's not good it's because it, i remember i watched it the shot with you the other day and it's i would say psychotic yeah yeah he's fucking creepy and then the best part is when he, you know, fades away like the Ghost of Christmas Present does. What happens is a bell rings and he has a heart attack, turns pale gray, while continuing to laugh, collapses on the ground, continues to laugh, clutches his heart, continues to laugh, turns into a goddamn skeleton, continues to laugh, turns to dust, and then his jaw falls off. That was cool. It was awesome. I don't know. That was awesome. I absolutely <laughs> love this movie. It's fucked up. Yeah, I, but I keep forgetting this version exists. The thing, the thing about this one is like, there's so much that's unintentionally frightening, because like whether or not it's like the weird, like zombie esque appearance of the go- of the ghost, or like even really Scrooge is just like disturbingly amount of detail. And, and his like old wrinkled face, mm-hmm. but like the um, just how uncanny like the Ghost of Christmas Past is. It's just like a a yeah. man's face on this it's a ball fucking of candle. fire. It's just a giant candle. It's a spooky candle. The thing is though, with that, I remember when I first saw that, I love I love that design. The only thing I hate about that design is the face. I don't know why they Jim Carrey's stupid. face. I don't know why they did. I'm like, why did you guys do that? You could have done something really cool and have it like. Have just it just be an animated, you know, very uh, sincere, quiet face because you know he has such a quiet, like soothing voice, like an Irish lilt, and um, and it's like they gave him that face. I'm like, why'd you do that? Like other than that, I thought I look that looks cool. Uh, I hate I hate to cut you off, uh, Pat. Uh, please go on though. Um, yeah, I was just talking about like some of the, the weird jarring moments, like when Marley, who who strangely gave me Ghost Rider vibes when he showed up. But he's just like, he cuts a very imposing figure. His hair is all flame-like, and he's just like decked and changed. He kind of whips him much in the way a Ghost Rider would. So I would read, uh, this is a sidebar, I would read a spin-off Marvel comic where Marley is a Ghost Rider-type figure. He's the <laughs> spirit of greed, and he has the avarice stare where he wraps you up in chains, and then he, <laughs> he burns you and punishes you proportionally to the amount of greed that you felt in your life. 
Oh my god! I hope I somebody from Marvel's listening. Uh, TM, 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 TM. Uh, <laughs> watching this made me really want like a creepy graphic novel of it because it was just like I gave it like three and a half stars in Letterbox, and that's just because um, Zemeckis just loves to make his characters absolutely god fucking butt ugly, and um, like you know, it, like that that kind of like the weird that weird kind of mocap or whatever they're doing kind of like killed me a little bit but other than that i i really enjoyed it like you know and it's also just a zemeckis's uh style to make stuff creepy because he does that in the polar express uh with like the um the hobo on top of the train um which was creepy i do not remember that part of the movie but yeah he just turns into he's a spirit he just turns into dust he just disappears but like um but like when we get uh, the ghost of like I said Christmas past, I really love that design. I wish, um, I just wish they wouldn't use his actual fucking face. They, they probably could have kept that just like a fireball and just not yeah, because face. because all call. of the yeah. all the representations I've seen of the ghost of Christmas past, it's just a glowing dude in like a dress or something, you know, or a gown, and it's like you know that's fine. But like this was like I think like uh, just really more unique, and I I I don't know if it harkens to the original uh, by Charles Dickens but um no well whatever i i thought that was i thought it, i thought it was great um <laughs> no i agree with you it's it's a great design there were a lot of really good choices in this movie it's just the few things that went wrong like the guy who's supposed to be the jolliest ghost being scary and having a fucking heart attack and also jim carrey's accents really just replace jim carrey take out the heart attack and i'd love this that's fair i i didn't really care for the uh the accents you're right but the job but christmas the ghost of christmas uh present being like that creepy jolly guy i thought that was great like because like the laugh uh i thought it, the laugh was like very um exaggerated but i feel like it it's always been kind of exaggerated it's always been kind of that kind of like i don't know uh very hearty exaggerated laugh and then like he's actually in reality um kind of serious and kind of haunting and like you know he dies and disappears and i think that kind of like goes with the fact that the present is fleeting um the dialogue i i was um i can't remember much of the it's been a while since i watched a christmas carol movie or watched the plays but the dialogue i was like i was like wow this is really uh really good um whenever oh, yeah. well, the dialogue's lifted pretty much straight from yeah, okay because like i i barely i barely remember it and honestly as a kid i'd never really cared about it but like listen to it now i was like wow this is really good and then um <laughs> and then uh with the ghosts of christmas future christmas that's supposed to be or maybe mm-hmm. ghost of christmas yet, yet to, to come, come yeah i just say future the ghost of future past. <laughs> yes. uh, I just, I just, <laughs> the Sentinel kills Wolverine, and then Scrooge is like, "Oh, I'll change my ways." <laughs> Damn it, Scrooge! Ah! <laughs> Colt gets that though. That reference I just did there. Um, but yeah, um, I thought that was cool too because he was literally just a shadow. There was a part in there where Scrooge is trying to talk to him, and he's just. It's just a shadow, and he's quiet, and I'm like, holy shit, this is so fucking creepy. God damn. And then uh, and then when you actually see his face, it's literally just, it's like a black, it's kind of like a black skull, but like you just see his eyes, and it literally you can see the stars and the universe and stuff, and I'm like, man, like this, this, I love, I love this depiction of essentially death, you know, um, it's not death, but he kind of like he reminds me of death and he reminds me a lot from the death from um 
Good Omens by Neil Gaiman. Man, I really, I really enjoyed this. Uh, Colt, what'd you think? Uh, I, I really love this movie. I've kind of going into this, I was thinking like, ah, uh, Christmas movies. Me and Winslow even talked about it. like we're not very big when it comes to Christmas movies, and like with Christmas Carol especially because you've seen this played out in so many different ways, be it through small bits like in I think you should leave. Uh, with the future, past, future, future, whatever, and uh, with even with little Timmy and Futurama, a little robot with the uh, uh, crank, uh, crutch, crutch. Uh, so I was going into this uh, thinking it's gonna be just like that, but I totally forgot that when I was little, I had actually watched this, and I guess I suppressed all the memory. Of watching this from when I was ten, because all of it came rushing back. Like as soon as like the jaw unhinged, I was like, "Oh God, we are in horror zone. This movie is a horror movie," <laughs> and I was really, really enjoying it uh, throughout all the horror horror stuff, especially when the the future, not future, uh, the present, uh, Christmas present. I, I actually loved the scene of him just laughing. As he slowly turns into a skeleton. <laughs> That's fucked up. It, it just, I took it in. I know it's technically a Christmas movie, but I took it in as a horror movie instead, and I enjoyed it a lot more. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that, like, it's kind of terrifying because if Scrooge doesn't t- change his ways, you know, all these terrible things are going to happen. It's I don't think it's meant to be, like, I mean, that's what makes the ending of it so satisfying because it does end up being good and kind of turning around. But, like, before that, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty dark, and, I mean, it's always, it's going to be even dark afterwards. Yeah, but hear, hear me out on this one, though. The point of the ghosts isn't all of them to scare Scrooge straight. The ghost of Christmas past is like, hey, you remember how you used to be a decent human being? The fuck happened? And then the ghost of Christmas present is supposed to be jolly and happy to show him that Christmas has good and happy things that can be there. If the ghost of Christmas present is scary as fuck and Scrooge feels like he's about to get stabbed, then you know fear is a powerful motivator, but it's not a lasting one. The point of it was the whiplash between happy Christmas ghost of uh, Christmas present, like, look, see, people can be happy, maybe you should be less of a dick and help these people be happy, and you can be happy too, you fuck. And then you go straight from that to, oh, you know, all right, maybe I, maybe I thought, maybe Christmas has some merit, you know, maybe it's all right. Oh, God, I'm gonna die! That's the whiplash effect that helps sell Scrooge on the, okay, maybe I should like Christmas a little bit also, more. Also, it helps... Uh him whenever he's getting chased uh, as a tiny, tiny little ant-sized man by a giant death uh, with a, in a horse carriage. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have to say that that's not from the original yeah, yeah, not. Dickens. I, I no, would say <laughs> that felt really darn just how, like, there were sort of these overly long sequences to sort of the hype that this movie's in 3D. And, like, there's just, like, this weird, like, cat-esque, like, scale change that happens over the course of this, like, long, protracted chariot race or chase and just like this feels in a in an already serial movie even more so yeah yeah i don't think a christmas girl needs an action scene i mean the and the thing but the thing is too is that like i've seen i've seen it you know once you've seen one christmas carol you know you know all of them and i i remember going to this um at the at the when i used to go to uh stavia elementary school um when i used to go there um saw this like so many times as a play you know so like you see it once and then you know you've seen the movies i saw the one with patrick stewart and i saw another one i can't remember what it was though 
Um, so like, and then like having these though, having it being kind of like a change of pace, and then also too, like I know you know what they're supposed to represent the ghosts, but I mean they're ghosts. Like that's you have these these entities visiting you, like to to teach you about Christmas, and like they're kind of abstract. Like that's that's terrifying, and like I think for what they were. I mean, for me, this is just me, you know, for what they did, I, I really, I was really astounded by it. Oh, a sequence I really enjoyed, too, was when, um, when Christmas, uh, present takes Scrooge, they, they just, they just sit in the room and, like, the floor is just, like, a window. Oh, no, that was really cool, yeah. And, um, and I just really enjoyed that, um, that sequence of, uh, Scrooge being chased because, like, you know, it may, like, he's very tiny and it's, like, kind of like, um kind of making him feel like an insignificant speck in a very 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 large world and um you know he's being as cruel as he is you know there's no reason to be that way um or you know he might have his reasons um as we can see as we can tell but um yeah i really really like if you're tired of the uh traditional christmas carol story give this one a go it's pretty fun uh that's just my opinion on it though yeah, because sorry, I was gonna. I forgot this too. We had a discussion with Colt about this, about how when it comes to Christmas time, when it comes to Christmas movies or music, I never seek it out. If it's presented to me, I'll take it. But other than that, I will not go out my way. I do not fucking care. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! Like once you know, you know, once you know that like it's a Christmas movie, you already know what's gonna be about. And they keep pumping out these Christmas romances, and I'm so tired of it. I really, really do not care. If you like them, that's fine. But Jesus Christ, I do not give a fuck. It's going to be 100 middle-aged moms coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it keeps the money flowing at the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, that <laughs> is the Hallmark Channel. I feel like it's just my mom and my aunt just keeping that <laughs> channel on life. Support. Don't worry, my mom's... I right and you know me. I still enjoy like whatever classics that you want to call them you know whatever classics that you want to call classics or whatever but I just I don't care anymore uh, I never get tired of Halloween movies though never get tired Christmas movies I always get tired of I don't know why because you don't have the Christmas spirit tonight you'll be visited by three yeah ghosts. and I'll kick their ass <laughs> <laughs> but they're you can't ghosts. kick a ghost's ass when your foot will go right through it okay a I'm built different and B I'll just kill myself and kick their ass you know what you lost no you're not. Uh, yeah, that'll show. Huh? Did, did I, though? <laughs> because I killed myself before anything they could ever do happened. So I won. I Then you're going to have to show up to Colt covered in chains. Like, oh, I was wrong. I was a fool. And then I'll just say, I know. And then he'll fade into nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am built different. I, this will not happen. <laughs> what do you... You guys are so just... Ugh. <laughs> Like, Wait. what's the proper build for fighting ghosts? <laughs> I've been training my whole life. <laughs> you, you know who would be great at ghost fighting? George C. Scott, who was the star of my... N- <laughs> uh, number <laughs> seven. Yeah, number seven, the 1984 version. I like this one pretty well. If you guys like the scary stuff, I think you'd like this one too, because it's, it's definitely played a little scarier. And the Ghost of Christmas Present is kind of a dick, which is fun. Yeah. This was the one I grew up watching. And yeah, when the little kids under Christmas Present's thing show yeah, up. The, other, uh-uh. the kids mm-hmm. under his robe. That shit freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, it's no, still it's, like etched into my brain. The only reason that this one's so low on my list, I love George C. Scott. Let me let me preface with that. George C. Scott is excellent. George C. Scott is not a small man. He's not a meek man. 
George C. Scott would not need money to control Bob Cratchit. George C. Scott would just bow up on him and Bob would get to work. George C. Scott was not a good screwed. George C. Scott is very much like Jack Nicholson. And then when you hire these people, you're not getting a character. You're getting that actor. That was my only problem with George C. Scott. He would not be a good screw. Because Scrooge's power comes from his money, not from being a burly, barrel-chested man who looks like he could beat the shit out of you with one hand. You, you want a Christmas Day off, Cratchit? You better fucking fight for it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Scrooge, can I take Christmas off? What did you say? I'll see you at 8 tomorrow morning. Sorry, Mr. Scrooge. I thought you said bitch. <laughs> Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. All right, Shane, what would be your number six? Number six? is the Kelsey Grammer musical by the Hallmark Channel. Ew. But it was based off an Alan Menken play. Oh, okay. So, it was very good. Jason Alexander plays Marley. He's pretty oh, fun. really? Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember this one. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not bad. Like, you can't right. find it on any streaming service except for the Hallmark streaming service because they have one. Real. Which is of deeply course upsetting do. to me. Because there's a place in Canada they shoot Christmas movies at, like, year-round. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I mean, that's all that channel plays anymore, because every time I go to my parents' house, my mom and my aunt are watching those stupid fucking movies. Well, yeah, I, I'd terrible. rather my parents watch the Hallmark Channel than, like, their endless rerun of Blue, uh, Blue Bloods. No one should be watching Blue Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, Tom Selleck's mustache. You're great. But that show just needs to die. Is it weird that I've always hated Tom Selleck because he looks like my dad? And I hate my dad. And my dad also had the Tom Selleck mustache because he thought it was cool. I think that's called projecting, Simi. A little bit. <laughs> but it's completely understandable. Yeah, no, I'm sure Tom Selleck's a great guy. Maybe. I don't know. He might suck. He might. Well, well, but Burt Reynolds had the better um, mustache. Might have a Kevin Spacey sex dungeon in his basement, too. I don't know. If, if, if it's consensual sex dungeon, then it's okay. Well, if it's a Kevin Spacey-style one, it's not. <laughs> if, yeah, then that is bad. So the next one, and this is this is this comes with a caveat, Scrooged. Oh, yeah. This is the other one I've seen. Now, normally, this wouldn't be on my list proper just because it's not an adaptation of A Christmas Carol. It's sort of like, it's more of a pastiche of A Christmas Carol. I don't know. It says it's a modern take on Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. That's just an 80s way of saying pastiche. Because if you've got the actual story in your story, then your story's not the actual story. I don't know. It says ghost to Christmas yes. present, ghost to Christmas past, and ghost to Christmas future. Yeah, but his name's not Scrooge. I don't know. It says there's a Scrooge in the cast list. Yeah, that, that's in the play they're doing of A Christmas Carol. Now, I'm not saying it's bad. Obviously not. It's an amazing movie. One of my favorites. I just don't know if it's a proper adaptation. But it does convey the, a similar story. Yeah, no, it conveys yeah. the sentiment. It's just not A Christmas Carol. It's Scrooge. Yeah. Also, uh, Bobcat Goldwig kind of really unnerved me, that whole movie. I love that, man. He's <laughs> so think- great. I think we have this movie on VHS. Man, it's been a while since I've seen it. I remember bits and pieces, but I don't think I've seen the whole movie. Uh, you've got my Amazon login. It's on there. Yeah. I was a little bitch baby when I was younger, and like anything remotely creepy on screen, I was not having it. <laughs> and there are a couple of parts of this movie when I was much younger, like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. This movie's kind of fucked up in several places. I mean, yeah, because yeah. like, they have like Ghostbuster-esque like, special effects, but... But some of the creatures, like when the ghost of Christmas future comes and Bill Murray yanks open his robe, it's just like filled with like fire yeah. and like yeah. faces and like, critters. That's some Event Horizon shit way before that movie came out. Fuck. <laughs> it's fucked up. That's pretty disturbing. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that. I gotta look that up. Oh yeah, you should rewatch it. It's a good time. If you like the scary, <laughs> go Yeah, back. you know. And don't worry, everyone keeping count. 
We're flying through the numbers, but that's because all of my rage and hatred is saved for one adaptation. I'm beginning to feel like this is just a vehicle so you can talk about the... I have to warn people, Pat! (laughs) (laughs) See, what, what he's doing is what's called the rule of threes. He, he did it once in the beginning, once in the middle, and then it's going to culminate in the climax once it, we get to it at the mm-hmm. towards the end. The, the, the time stamps are going to be really uh, <laughs> unequal when I put this up. Well, blame the BBC. It's like 10 and 9, two seconds each. The rest. <laughs> yeah, 10 and 9 was maybe just one lump sum. It was like, no, no, the two from the 30s are fine. If you like old movies, check them out, whatever. Okay, so after Scrooged, going up to number four is the Patrick Stewart adaptation. Oh, this was another yeah, one this, I watched. Yeah. It's a very good one. I feel like I haven't seen any of these. Well, you probably haven't. I know I have seen. I've seen probably like three versions, well, one of which we saw today. They're all on my Amazon, to which you have the login information. Thank you. You're welcome. I like this one because it was actually Patrick Stewart doing a one-man show of A Christmas Carol, and then producers noticed it. It's like, fuck, we should just do that and put it on TV. So TNT did it. Because, you know, TNT is known for good ideas like AEW, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. That they are. Yeah. Yeah, they need to plug. Yeah. <laughs> they need our help yeah. right yeah. now. <laughs> a little tiny up yeah. and coming, uh, coming wrestling company. They just yeah. need a little push to get there. That's right. Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, if you're listening, <laughs> we love you. My only problem with this uh, adaptation, though, is that you remember in the S story when the two solicitors come and like, hey, we need to make, give some money to the poor. And Scrooge is like, fuck the poor. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in other adaptations, he finds the metrics. Like, like, hey, you remember when I said fuck the poor yesterday? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sorry about that, bro. Here's some money. And that's a good part. It's like, it's, it's like oh, yeah, no, he's already changing. They skip that in this one. It doesn't happen. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's a weird oversight. So that's that's my biggest problem with this one. Like, everything else is great. It's just I feel like you know, he's stuck with fuck the poor. So those two dudes will forever be like, you know that screwed some bitch. Yeah, again, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure that, he got back to him after the fact. I mean, I mean, I imagine since it was TV, they were kind of... I mean, they got everything else. They they added a couple bits. It's 95 uh, minutes. Yeah. Well, then... When did this happen shot. again? 1999. Oh, shit. No, I bet you what happened was the two guys sent an assassin to go kill this Scrooge, but they didn't know <laughs> that uh, he that he changed and he killed him, and they take his money, and then it's like, oh Scrooge! That's my head cannon. I mean, that's that's fair. It it, it didn't happen. It's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's whatever. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Justin, why don't you make your own goddamn Christmas Carol movie? How about that? I mean, I have considered it, sir. It's a no, lifelong dream to play Scrooge on stage. Not to jump ahead, but at at the end of the show, I did want to get from Shimmy how he would make his own adaptation. What would be the Shimmy Ooh. perfect one? And Ooh. also, oh, yeah, very yeah, also, what characters would he want us to play in, in a Christmas Ooh, Carol? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pat springing the info on me mid-episode. <laughs> you know, he Ooh. does that, though. I like guess on our toes. All right, so, okay, let's get through the rest of the lists so I can bitch about the one and then do the fun thing. Well, I, I wasn't supposed to do it right now. That's just for later. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Pat. But continue. Okay, I'll continue. Uh, the number three is from 1951. And it stars Alistair Sim, who is, to a lot of people, the quintessential Scrooge. He's very good. Uh, a lot of the other acting is pretty, you know, 50s acting, very... Dodgy. Not dodgy, just the, the accents are odd. You know, it's those, those mid-Atlantic accents that don't actually exist. Yeah, it was because of frequencies on the radios at the time. Yeah. But it's really good. It's like a very good ad- adaptation, and I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube for free. If anybody wants to look it up, it's sometimes also called Scrooge. Yeah, it's listed as Scrooge. But it's interchangeable. On Letterbox. That's weird. 
Right. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's it's just it's it's called both. Don't watch the color version though. That color uh, edition is not good as far as colorizing black and white movies. So oh, they so they have to colorize later and it just looks wonky. Yeah, yeah. It was shot in black and white and they did the colorization. It's not not super oh, great. That's interesting. You know, but but it's really like Scrooge is excellent. Scrooge feels like that portrayal of Scrooge could be in any modern version and it would be fine. But like the dude playing young Scrooge, little wonky. Like like definitely he's the the standout of the worst. And this one also adds some more backstory with Scrooge and Marley. It's it's good stuff. My number two version, which is only number two because I mean the number one is it's gotta be number one. You'll find out when we get there. There's there's no other way that could have gone. My number two version is the nineteen seventy version called Scrooge, starring Sir Albert Finney and Sir Alec Guinness who some of you might know from a small movie from the 70s called Star Wars. Oh. A lot of people haven't heard of it. It's pretty underground. Uh, he played a character called, uh, let me look it up. I want to make sure I pronounce it right. Uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kinaba. I, I, oh, I think it's Ken, Kenobi. Quinoa, quinoa. 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 It's quinoa. 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 Yes. Oh, yes. oh, that's how you spell quinoa. <laughs> that, that rice okay. alternative. But no, this one's actually a musical, and it's a very good musical, and I like it because Albert Finney, uh, who's an incredible actor, he played Scrooge as a young man, and then middle age, and then old Scrooge, so it's, it's very uniform across the board. Uh, Alec Guinness plays Marley, and what I really appreciate about Alec Guinness's Marley is that he's a smarmy prick the entire time. <laughs> So, like, just as an example, the part where Scrooge says, oh, Marley, can you sit down? And in a lot of adaptations, it's like, I can sit down. But in this one, it's like, of course I can sit down. Like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what do you think I am? I'm a ghost, not a horse. I can sit. <laughs> Which I really appreciate. And it also adds a fun little part where Scrooge, after the ghost of Christmas yet to come, who is a skeleton and death, shoves him into the open grave, Scrooge wakes up in hell, where a Marley comes and greets him like, ah, you made it here. I've come to show you around because nobody else wanted to. Like, he says that. He's just being a prick the whole time. It's great. And Scrooge is like, I thought I'd make it to heaven. And Marley's like, did you? <laughs> what an idiot. And so they lead Scrooge to his little section of heaven where he's going to be Satan's clerk. So he's going to be to Satan what Bob Cratchit is to Scrooge. And Satan turned off the, the heat in that area so it's freezing and they chain him up to a pole. He's like, Marley, help me. And, and Marley's like, watch out for the rats. They nibble. Bah humbug and just walks away. Because like, Marley's just a smarmy prick and it's the best. And the ghost of Christmas present it's like jolly, but also done with Scrooge's shit. So like they, they go to, to see his nephew, Fred, and they're making all the jokes. Like, oh, I went to see Michael Scrooge. Oh, what a ridiculous man. He said Christmas was a humbug. <laughs> He's so cheap. And the ghost is like, ah, sit down, Scrooge. Quit being a bitch. If, believe it or not, he likes you. And Scrooge is like, I don't believe you. He's like, no, but I like my uncle Scrooge. See, what did I tell you? Listen to me. And then they get to the Cratchit's place. And Cratchit's wife is like, ah, fuck Scrooge. Again, I'm paraphrasing. And, and uh, Scrooge is like, I think Bob Cratchit's really rather fond of me. And the ghost of Christmas present says, yeah, so is his wife. Couldn't you tell? Yeah. So the whole time, like, people are just taking the piss out of Scrooge super hard, and I love it. And it's a musical with a lot of really good songs, including one bit where in the future, where Scrooge dies, they carry his casket through the streets while a dude sings and tap dances on it. <laughs> Singing a song called Thank You Very Much. <laughs> <laughs>
It's fucking awesome. That sounds, sounds amazing. Awesome. And it's also on YouTube for free. So if anybody listening, including the people on the show, if you're going to watch any version of A Christmas Carol this Christmas season, I highly, highly recommend the 1970 version called Scrooge because it's got great music and the acting is solid across the board and it's just fucking funny. What about the Scrooge McDuck version? I mean, that's obviously fantastic. <laughs> what sort of heathen would I be if I didn't acknowledge this is a great version? I was going to say, like, considering how quickly you blew through 9 and 10, and there were, like, some weather egregious emissions like the Mickey's Christmas Carol. And honestly, the one that shocked me the most is 2000 VH1 original movie, A Diva's Christmas Carol, starring Vanessa Williams. Look, as much as I love Vanessa Williams <laughs> and the weird uh, shock jock VJ version of the Ghost of Christmas Past that could run really fast and just dragged her along and the fact that the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come was behind the music. That was a great bit. That was a fantastic bit. I love that. Her name was Ebony Scrooge. That was great. Uh, there are a lot of versions that I've left off because they're they're fine, but they're not my top tens. Because like I'd, I'd still rather watch the thirty eight or the thirty five above them, and also because these are a lot easier to find. Like good luck finding a diva's Christmas Carol anywhere. Uh, get to work, YouTube sleuth. <laughs> I also I didn't mention Henry Winkler in uh, a, an American Christmas Carol, which is really good, but you, you get taken out of it by his old man makeup. It's not. Well, he's a fantastic old man now, isn't he? No, no, he's lovely. He has a TikTok now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's great. Does he like say a? Fuck you, say a. <laughs> I, I just I just want to know if he if he dances for twerk for me. Hope you're proud of yourself. I'm goddamn a comic genius. Fuck y'all. Everybody's coming in hot for John over there. Yeah, what a piece of shit. So that was my second favorite version. And now we come to the whole reason that I wanted to do this. Let me tell you about last year's BBC adaptation starring Guy Pearce. Streaming now on Hulu. Where to begin? The quickest way to sum it up for those of you who don't want to hear me talk. Think Zack Snyder's A Christmas Carol. <laughs> oh, no. And you're not far oh, off. No. That's the vibe okay. I get from the poster and uh, stuff. It's like, I, I saw it. I was like, oh, I love Guy Pierce. He's a good actor. And it looks like they're going to try and make it creepy. Because like you, Wenzel, I would love like a creepy version of A Christmas Carol to, to sort of stand out against the happiness of the ending. Because, you know, you're scared of shit and then everything's great. That would be a fun ride, right? But this one, it's not creepy. It's joyless. It is devoid of anything resembling regular human emotion. Let's start from the beginning. First, Scrooge is heavily implied to be autistic because he's counting every tiny little sound that happens outside of his windows. And he makes some mention of having something wrong with his brain. Because again, this is, this is Victorian London. They didn't have anything to diagnose that sort of thing. And then it's never brought up again. So... So, it, so not only is it just like a frivolous, but also is a very poor taste for autistic representation? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Bob Cratchit. You know how Bob Cratchit's supposed to be, like, happy? And even though things are you know, hard, he's working because he loves his family and he's usually in a good mood? No, they're openly sniping each other. Like, they fucking hate each other from the get-go. And they're just talking shit to each other in the office whole time. Okay, so already... The vibe is completely thrown off. So then, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past starts off. Uh, we get the Marley stuff. Marley's fine. It's it's forgettable. It's whatever. But the Ghost of Christmas Past shows up, and it's it's just characters from the storybooks that Scrooge liked to read when he was a kid. Uh, it shows him the vision of a little pet rat that Scrooge had, a pet mouse. And then his drunken father coming home and cutting the mouse's head off and splattering blood on the wall. <laughs> I don't remember okay. that in any of these other movies. Oh, no. It gets 
that wasn't like, in the play. It gets worse from here. They showed us okay. as kids. So, so then we fast forward to Scrooge at his boarding school, where it's revealed that his father uh, was actually getting paid to have Scrooge in that boarding school because the priest who was in charge of it. Uh, they would they would leave Scrooge over the winter break, and he was the only kid there, so the priest could molest him. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! What? And so then his sister shows up to take him home, because their dad's dead, and she has to threaten the priest with a gun to get him to let go of Scrooge, and to, to let him go home because he was going to molest him some more. Okay. <laughs> this isn't even the worst part yet. Uh, okay. All right. Oh, I've also, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the opening scene of the show is a kid peeing on Marley's grave and the pee getting into the grave and waking up the ghost of Marley. Oh, God. Strip, <laughs> stripping on his face. That sounds like, like how Jason was resurrected <laughs> in one of the Friday the 13th movies. Or was right. it Nightmare else? Freddy Krueger pisses on the grave. Yeah. yeah. Somebody gets resurrected by dog piss and then that's how they come back. That's funny. I will give him that. Yeah. And so, like, Marley's like, ah, let me sleep, rah, you know, with piss on his face. Okay, so, well, they, they uh, you need more iron a, in your diet. They opened up the movie with a golden shower. Yeah. Who would have thought? They, yeah. Audacity. Because it turns out it's a scarred kid from one of the factories that Marley and Scrooge owned that blew up and it fucked up the kid, so killed his whole family. So that's why he's... That's not fun. Right, so this is why he's pissing on the grave. Okay, so uh, Scrooge was molest- molested by a priest who his father paid, you know, who paid his father to leave Scrooge there, because, you know... It gets darker. We're getting there. Don't you worry. Okay. Uh, you know how Scrooge had a fiance that showed him in a human light and reminded him that he was capable of emotion towards another person? Yeah. You know, they skip that shit. They just, they blow right past it. He's shown like an old timey projector with a picture of her. She didn't even get a fucking line. Right? It's like, hey, you remember had a had a fiance? Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, and then just on with it. Right? All right. Okay. So then we get the Ghost Christmas present. Who shows the Cratchit family who fucking hate each other, like thoroughly. Like they're like the Cratchits fight and the kids are all kind of like pissy. And then Tiny Tim uh, is is played by a little person actor who's about the size of Vern Troyer or so. And they just sort of like like make fun of him every so often. Just like throwing jabs, like, I wanna skate, you're not gonna skate. And then just go about their day. And then here's <laughs> oh here's here's why the Cratchits keep fighting. I think you're gonna dig this. Uh, turns out Tiny Tim needed a surgery when he was born, so Mrs. Cratchit wrote to a family member who gave them the money. It turns out though she didn't write to a family member who gave her the money. She went to Scrooge and said, "Hey, can you loan me the money? Otherwise, my kid's gonna die." And so Scrooge's like, "Sure, come to my house alone at five o'clock tomorrow night." It gets worse. Fuck. Five o'clock tomorrow night, and we'll see what we can do. And uh, then so Mrs. Cratchit, Mrs. Cratchit gets there, okay, and, she, and Scrooge is sitting there. He's like, so you need the money? She's like, yes, I do need the money. He's like, what would you do for the money? Like, what do you think a man like me would want you to do for the money? And so she takes off her clothes while crying, and then Scrooge says, eh, I just wanted to see what your dignity was worth. Put your clothes back on. Here's the money. And if your husband ever says he's going to leave my office, I'm going to tell him exactly where this money came from. <laughs> because I'm a bastard. So Scrooge is a sexual deviant and assaulter. 
That's fucked up. And so every time Bob's like, I think I'm going to go somewhere else and get more money for our starving family because we're fucking starving. Did you notice that we're starving? Also, fuck you. I don't like you, even though I married you. And she's like, you can't fucking do that, Bob. How dare you? You're not going to do that. They're just, just mad at each other. Just fucking mad. And then we get to the ghost of Christmas yet to come. It's not death this time, not a hooded figure. It's Scrooge's sister, the one who saved him from the molester, except she's being a bitch the whole time. Just like a mean, grumpy, like, hey, Scrooge, it's good to see you, bro. By the way, you fucking suck. And it's just it's just mean-spirited and angry, just going back and forth at each other. And then they go to the factory where the kid who pissed on Marley, they, like she showed him that it blew up, and there's a, there's a church service, but the church is all run down and shit, and... And like the, the kid's like, I'm going to go shoot Scrooge for because he's just mad and he's scarred as fuck. But for some reason, he can also see Scrooge because he's so messed up from the explosion. He can see the spirit world. It's implied. It's just fucking weird. And so then they're back in his office and Scrooge is like having a vision of Tiny Tim going out to skate on the, the lake that's frozen, except the ice cracks. And so Scrooge is sitting in his office chair, looking up at the ceiling, which has turned to ice, and he sees Tiny Tim fall into the ice, which is just his air, and then Tiny Tim's little body just sort of twists and bobs up and down as he drowns slowly. And Scrooge is just staring. It's like, the fuck? That's not good. And so as a ghost, he runs to, like, Cratchit's house, where the Tiny Tim is, like, dying. The doctor's like, I don't know what I can do. He's fucking frozen. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't. And so the ghost of Tiny Tim... Like, just sits there next to Scrooge. They can see each other, and, and Scrooge's like, you need to go back in your body, kid. <laughs> Don't die. Your, your parents need you. Even though they seem to hate everything about everything in their lives. And so Scrooge's like, oh, no. And he runs to his grave. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he just, oh, Marley's there. It's like, hey, Scrooge, you still want to be an asshole? And Scrooge's like, no, I don't think so. And so Scrooge just wakes up. And he's, he's fine. And he runs, and he gets a bag of rocks and just throws them on the lake so kids can't skate there, so Tiny Tim can't die. And then he runs to the Cratchit's house, and he fucking kicks the door in. Just kicks the door. He kicks the goddamn door in on Christmas Day. And, so of course, Mrs. Cratchit's like, the fuck are you doing? Do you want to get striked? And, and Bob's like, I think I'm going to leave Scrooge's place. And she's like, you can't leave. And then he kicks the door in. It's like, look, uh, I know this is really weird, me being here. Like, he channels Jack Sparrow almost. Like, he's just, it's a weird out there performance. And he's like, ah, I know it's weird. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, here's a bunch of money, Bob. Please go to another job and, and have a good life. Also, Tim, don't skate today. That would be bad. Mrs. Cratchit, I'm sorry for sexually assaulting you. My B, dog. My B. <laughs> And then so like she walks God him out and is like, I'll never forgive you. He's like, I shouldn't be forgiven. I'm going to give away all my money and just wander the earth like fucking Kane from Kung Fu or some shit. And then, and then she walks off just happy as a lark, except for Scrooge, who has no emotion. He's not happy. He's just like, yeah, yeah, no, it's going to be a good day. And she's just staring out the window. And then and then Mrs. Cratchit like breaks the fourth wall for some reason and says, oh, we have a lot of work to do. Because apparently the whole point was capitalism is bad. Didn't you say she's also like in connection with the spirits or something? Yeah, no, like apparently it's implied that she did a like a fucking a prayer after she was uh, assaulted uh, to to get the spirits to fuck with Scrooge, like his witchcraft. Like she's like, oh, it's gonna come back on him. So she like did this dark ritual to yes. <laughs> summon in this adaptation, Eldritch creature, Bob Cratchit's wife. 
does witchcraft in revenge for being sexually assaulted by Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, I remember the feeling I got after you told me about Superman at Earth's End. (laughs) I'm now feeling the opposite of that. Everything that you just said makes me want to run the opposite direction if I ever spot this in a store. I've been mad about this for a goddamn year. It's true. And I will be mad for the rest of my life. The Jim Carrey version used to be my least favorite, but it was just because I thought it was kind of creepy. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done it that way. But this movie, this BBC version, which is three fucking hours, by the way, this whole thing is three goddamned hours. No, three hours. One hundred and seventy-three minutes. Fuck. This has made me love the Jim Carrey version. I got my problems with it. Fuck. I don't feel like throwing myself off a building after watching it. Even got bumped up a couple of spots. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate it so much. It's just. It's everything about this. And, like, Guy Pierce could be a great Scrooge. And, like, the actors in the film, for the most part, they're all really good. Like, you'd recognize, like, uh, the dude who played Marley. Have you seen Snatch? Anybody, everyone has seen Snatch? Long time ago, yeah. Is Jason Statham's sidekick in that one, if, I, if I'm oh. not mistaken. He's a good actor, right? Like, there's a lot of good talent in the movie. Andy Serkis was the Ghost of Christmas Past. Yeah. Oh, wow. One of them. <laughs> one of them. There were, like, three. Well, it says a little about he was a ghost of Christmas past. Just yeah. Specify like how. Yeah. No, they, they kept changing it up. Uh, but it's just, like, it's just fucking, I, I hate it so much. It makes me so mad. I don't know if that's coming through. I don't know if you're picking up what I'm putting down, <laughs> but I'm fucking furious. Just remembering it has pissed me off. That sounds <sighs> like a fucking bummer, dog. Yeah. Just from the get go, really. It doesn't sound like something I'd want to seek out. Three goddamned hours. I remember you um, reacting like immediately after you saw it <laughs> the first time, and yeah, and this is the first time I'm getting the entire story. Like yeah, the yeah. ending part with the witchcraft. Oh yeah. fuck off! Are you kidding me? This um, this sounds like they try to be a modern, hip, cool take on it, and it just comes off as being very joyless and. Uh, insensitive. <laughs> yeah, like. no, it's 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 awful. No, it, what Jimmy said is very accurate because literally the top review on Letterbox it, it's just distinctly Zack Snyder's A Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all it fucking is. <sighs> well, and, and, and like in Zack Snyder's defense, at least his movies like look really good. Well, I imagine with the BBC. I mean, they produce quality content. Oh, but no, this was, like, in partnership with FX. This is, like, this is next-level filmmaking. It looked oh. like it could have been a theatrical release. Oh, shit. They definitely threw a lot of money at it. And from what I remember, it got a lot of acclaim for looking good. Yeah, no, everyone's like, no, this looks great, and Guy Pierce could be a great Scrooge in a different movie. Fuck am I sad now. Yeah, it t- turns out um, all the kids, or all the people running around in the street, that's not actually snow, it's just all the soot. From the factories that populate this densely populated uh, Victorian town. And, like, the sad thing is I know there are other things in those three hours that I hated. Absolutely hated. But they're overshadowed by the other 40 things that I remember so clearly because I hated that much. Yeah, all, all, all of his bad Fuck. memories are just, like, the souls of hell, like, climb to clamber up like this, like... Sisyphus in a hill just to get get to your mouth to come out. Yeah, I, I try to think about, like I try to vocally express my distaste for this movie, and it just sounds like the screams from the hell scenes from Event Horizon. Ah! Yes, very similar. 
I still need to see that. It's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, I heard it's it's one of the creepiest with a happier ending than this bullshit. I believe it. Also, Sam Neill's fantastic in it. He really is. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. It, it can't hurt you anymore. Drink. No, it it can. I mean, I know it can, but <laughs> and it, it still does. But it's time it's right. to want to focus on something happy. You're with friends. Nicer. It's okay. The, so, uh, the now that we talked about. The worst. <laughs> I think it's time to cleanse your palate and talk Fuck. about what is your personal favorite. Get what is the number headache. one Christmas Carol adaptation? Well, that would be quite simply a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Yes, it is the exact opposite. <laughs> Completely on the other opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> huh? uh, because Michael Caine is fantastic all the time. He's a great Scrooge. He does a great job of of being stern and a dick without being like overly malicious and uh and Kermit is Kermit <laughs> and and the the idea that like this is my favorite part honestly is that there's two Marley brothers played by Statler and Waldorf and one of them is Robert because it's Bob Marley it's Bob Marley <laughs> his name is Bob Marley <laughs> and it makes me so happy uh, but the songs are great you know, the acting is like legitimately good because Michael Caine talked about it in his book. He, uh, he said the trick to acting with Muppets is to forget that you're acting with Muppets. Just act. <laughs> so like you treat the Muppets like they're real and it's going to come off really well. Same thing Tim Curry did in a Muppet Treasure Island, which is also one of my favorites. I, I remember think after watching, yeah. I want to go back and watch the Muppet movies. Maybe they're, yeah, too. Same. they're great. Yeah. <laughs> like and they're on Disney Plus. I would say you guys should watch them tonight or tomorrow or just like at any time because they're, they're really good and they make you feel happy. The exact opposite of Guy Pierce in the BBC adaptation. Of a Christmas Carol. Okay, look, you had your half an hour on the beat. We're talking about the good Muppets. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. These flashbacks. But no, like, there's a lot of really good stuff. And, like, you know, Miss Piggy is restrained as Mrs. Cratchit, which is good because she can be a bit much sometimes. A Gonzo is the narrator along with Rizzo the Rat, and he's excellent. And it's just, it's just good stuff. He has good quality content. And but one thing I just love about just Muppet productions in general is just, like, how dense and lively all the productions are because like when you see like the streets of the Muppets Christmas Carol there's like literally like hundreds of bodies both human and Muppets and just like it feels like the most lively and lived in of all the, the, the adaptations I've seen yeah it's it's so good and it just it's my childhood and it makes me happy and again Michael Caine is excellent and if you ever want to say his name in a, like a, a joke of his accent, just say the phrase "my cocaine," except like close <laughs> off your nose. So it's Michael Kide. Michael Kide. Michael Kide. See, so fun. Michael yeah. Kide. Michael Kide. Did have you ever heard his story of how he chooses what movies to be in? It's pretty great. Oh. He gets the script. He said, and he he said it on an interview once. He's like, he said, I take the script, and I look at the first page, and I look at the last page. And if my name's on both of those pages, I do the fucking picture. <laughs> no way. Yeah, let's check it. It's great. Uh, if you have a chance to read his autobiography, it's excellent. I highly recommend it. Uh, I have a copy if anybody wants to borrow it. You can't keep it. It's mine. But you may borrow it. But, he, but if you uh, at him on Twitter, he will personally mail it to you. He just respects it to be mailed back in a timely <laughs> fashion. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's my favorite version for sure because the songs are great. Uh, God, Kermit's One More Sleep Till Christmas. Beautiful song. And the Ghost of Christmas Present. Uh, you know, that song feels like Christmas. 
it's so good because he's happy and fun and it, he's supposed to be happy and fun and make you enjoy Christmas, make you love Christmas. That's what the Ghost of Christmas Present's there to do. And so I can't say enough good things about it. This is definitely the one I've seen probably the most out of all of them. I forgot about Muppet Treasure Island, too. I got to watch that shit. It's so good. Also on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Even the oldies? Like yeah, Muppet Take Manhattan? I'm like pretty that? sure every Muppet mm-hmm. movie's on there, yeah. They've got every single old Disney thing. Even the crap that you don't even know Muppets about. Muppets from Space? They've That's got... On there. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, one. it was good. But no, Muppet Treasure Island's a good time. Yes. Tim Curry's is fantastic, but that's always the case. The whole, the whole bit that Tim Curry goes on during the black spot scene, <laughs> uh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's excellent. But yeah, so those are my favorite versions of A Christmas Carol in order, roughly. Because like, I will say this was probably one of my favorites. Is one I remember probably the best. And even watching, I kind of got like, you know, that Christmas feeling. Like, you know, like I got like the, the warm fuzzies <laughs> watching it. It's, it's, it's a just a just happy fun movie like it and plus it like it kind of worked your feelings a little bit too like it's just that wholesome and solid oh for sure because you know i mean unless you're just cynical and and angry like like winzel uh hey you know christmas is supposed to be a fun happy time and you you know it's it's good because it's like the speech from scrooge you know for for just a little while out of the year you know, we, we, we sing a little louder, we smile a little easier, we, we laugh a little more, and we are the people, just for a little while, that we always hoped we would be. That's what Christmas means to me. You know, it's, it's an excuse to, to love everybody the way that you want to the rest of the time, because everyone's just in a good mood. For me, it's to uh, attempt to give people presents and then tell you, call you, them call you a heathen for not believing in Christ. I mean, I'm not going to call you a heathen for not believing in Christ. I am going to call you a heathen for not liking Christmas. <laughs> um, just, I'm sorry. Uh, um, I didn't mention your accent. I believe it's pronounced heathen. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. Sorry. I got to slip back into the this old days. This is Alabama after yeah. all. Yeah. Heathen. No, no, you're... This is very, very nice. Christmas is great. Uh, just, I don't want to listen to the music, and I don't want to watch the movies. That leads me to one more hot take. Okay. I think you're going to like the spicy one. Okay. Okay, spicy. The song Baby It's Cold Outside is not problematic unless the person singing it gives it the intent to be problematic. Because the original song, in context of the movie, it was meant to be humorous. And, and uh, it was two people singing to each other. They clearly like each other, they're not being roofied. You know, they're not holding them against their will. It's just the same way, like, like if you're with, with a lady or a dude, depending, uh, if you're like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I gotta go, sweetie. Like, no, I don't want you to go. You're staying right here. Oh, no, but I have to go. No, you're not going anywhere. Like, they're not holding against their will. They just don't want you to leave because they like you. I will say, though, I have heard some local versions uh, at a thing called Hilaritas that the university puts on for, like, music, Christmas music. It's one of my favorite things. There was one year they did it, and the guy, they got to sing it. I was pretty sure he was going to attack the woman he was singing with, like after the show. Like he was going to be waiting for her by her fucking car. Yikes. Like it was, it was scary because she was like, "I really can't stay." And he was like, "Baby, it's cold outside." He's very, he's Fuck, like, dude, he's very stop. aggressive. Yeah, it was like it was very Jesus. aggressive. Like if you've got Dean Martin singing it, you're like, "Oh, okay, they're just they're just having fun. They're going back and forth." But like this dude was like, "But no, I've got to go away." I said it's cold outside, woman. Like, oh fuck. 
Like, what's in this drink? You don't want to know. Like, that's how it felt. And it is not fun. And, like, she sounded scared. Like, I, I really, I wanted somebody to check on them after the performance. Yikes. It's not okay. But, I just wanted- but Hilaritas, it is a great show. I, I went to it as a kid, and University, they put on a good show with, that, oh, yeah, with their band. I've gone to it just about every year. Uh, obviously, not this year, uh, because, yeah, I don't know if our listeners know, but there's, uh, there's a pandemic on right now. You're shitting me. What? Yeah, no, it's crazy, right? Virus. What's yeah, happening? A virus all around the world. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> What's a? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I, we were all scared. I thought it was because we all hated people, but apparently, there is a virus that that Letitia Wright doesn't seem to care about. The actress who plays Shuri. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Enjoy oh. that. Oh. <laughs> she deleted her socials oh, yeah. today. I wonder really. I wonder why. Because Don Cheadle called her ass out. It was great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for anybody who wasn't aware, Letitia Wright, the actress who plays Shuri in the Black Panther and the Marvel movies, she tweeted some anti-vaxxer stuff that came from an anti-trans website, and she just continued to dig a hole for herself. And then, um, like, I'm sorry for thinking for myself. Like, ooh, bold strategy, Cotton. You know. You know, should have should have known something problematic, uh, especially when like the story came out that like her and Chris Pratt would uh, randomly throw out Bible verses at each other on the set during Aven- filming of Avengers: uh, Infinity War. Uh, yes, she's like <laughs> they were trying to out Jesus each other. Yeah, what as, the fuck? As a Christian, her her Christian stances are a bit cre- creepy and insane, and I don't like. As them. most of them are. Yeah, a lot of them are pretty rough. Yeah. And then Chris Pratt goes to a mega church that supports conversion therapy. He he he's now dropped to the worst Chris. I think I think it's safe to say he's on yellow light right now. What <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> one more one more thing and we're going to take his little clothespin and put it on a red light. Oh no. Getting flashbacks from kindergarten. No I'll be a good noodle. Do you know what's not the worst, Chris? Chris must. That's true. That is very true. Ah, ah, yes. All right, Pat, what was that thing you wanted me to do? Yes, I, I have uh, <laughs> a couple more points. I forgot. I've got a migraine. To, but after that pun, I'm kind of reconsidering it. But well, Good, now we're all sad. I was going to say, if you were to put on a Christian McCarroll adaptation, what mm. would be your drain version? And also, what role would you cast the AYCH crews in? Oh, the five sure. of us here... Who would, you, who would you cast in an adaptation of The Christmas Girl? Well, you see, it, it depends. I would have two versions. One would have to be a musical, in which case it would just be The Scrooge from 1970 because it's fantastic. Uh, but if we're doing like a legitimate adaptation, I would, want, I would want a very good, serious Scrooge who can pull off both grumpy Scrooge and also happy Scrooge, one that's not physically imposing like George C. Scott because that doesn't work. Uh, and then you know, the Cratchit family needs to be happy. They need to love each other. Uh, I think we'll leave the sexual assault and the molestation out of my adaptation. <laughs> yes, that'd be nice. I think we'll just leave <laughs> yeah. that to the side. Uh, <clears throat> but like the Crash family should love each other; they should be happy. Um, you know, Scrooge's nephew Fred needs to be funny. He needs to go to get his uncle to come to Christmas dinner because he loves him, but also have a little fun with him. They kind of you know rough him up on the way out, like, "Hey, Scrooge, uh, Happy New Year! Ah, oh, get out!" Uh, yeah, that sort of thing. Uh, but and I would make the ghost of Christmas yet to come scary as hell. Like that whole part needs to be scary. Like I would want it to be creepy and dark 
Uh, same with Marley. I would like the intro to Marley needs to be really creepy, but still with that hint of Scrooge's familiarity. It's like, okay, maybe this is the ghost of my dead business associate and only friend for the past 70 or so years. And then the ghost of Christmas present needs to be happy and jolly while still you know, giving Scrooge a hard time for not being happy and jolly. Because uh, for me, it's the, it's the contrast between Scrooge's happiness, uh, or no, the, the ghost's happiness, uh, and then the future ghost's, holy shit, I'm going to die terror. So that's, that's what I would do as an overview. And then I'd make two Marleys so we can do the Bob Marley joke again. That's, <laughs> that's solid gold. <laughs> solid gold. Digitally recreate Bob Marley as... <laughs> as Perfect, a, yeah. Because digital grave robbing is okay now. We're, we're past the weird vagaries of the morality there. Estate. Yeah. I'm, like, sure, I'm sure, just throw him a number. Like, if I, if I were casting it, I'd want Paul Giamatti in there somewhere. I'm Ooh, torn between nice. him as Scrooge or him as Cratchit. Okay. I think I, he would be a good Cratchit. He'd be an excellent Cratchit, but I'd love to see him try to do Scrooge. Oh, I he plays he, both. This is not the Jim Carrey version. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, no, I, th- I think I'd go with, with Paul Giamatti as Cratchit, and then Scrooge, Bill Nye. Not Bill Nye, the science guy, Bill Nye. The, the oh, he would be a actor. great yeah. Scrooge. Wouldn't he? He would be excellent. Uh, and then, yeah, a ghost of Christmas present. Who's a, who's a big, hairy, boisterous man? I mean, the obvious is Jack Black. That'd be fun. Oh. But I don't think he'd be serious oh, yeah. enough. That, but only, that, might be, that might be fun, actually. You know, get Jack, especially if you're doing the musical version. Throw Jack Black yes. in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or David Harbour could probably work. David Harbour would be I was good. actually I thinking that myself. I they, don't know if he could pull off happy. Yeah, I don't know. Enough, like he would, I think he would be a really good Marley. Yeah. What about the dog from Marley and Me? <laughs> well, a dog I mean, in chains is like bark, 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 I bark. Su- I suppose we could update Tiny Tim. <laughs> okay, hear me out. All dog version. <laughs> Wait a minute, that'd be kind of neat. Airbud presents a Christmas Carol. <laughs> you laugh, but it probably exists. Almost certain. Or it's probably cute as hell. Or Ghost of Christmas Present, John Goodman. I mean, that would be good. I think he could do really yeah. well with that. He could also be really scary, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. A Ghost of Christmas Past, you need somebody weird and ethereal and just kind of creepy. So Tilda Swinton. Yes. 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 Immediately, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Nephew Fred, that'd be a smaller role, but you need somebody fun and bright and jolly. I don't know. Just pick one of the kids from One Direction. I'm well, sure but I mean, Colin Firth <laughs> as... He was, he was great. great. I feel like he'd be too old, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, Colin Firth would be good, like, in any of other roles there, honestly. We use Irishman technology to de-age him. I mean, it worked in Captain Marvel. Did you see Samuel Jackson? Fuck. It looked like he was from 30 <laughs> It worked uh, for the Irishman. <laughs> Did we, it, though. But we also give him just inexplicable blue eyes. God, I hate that movie. It was not. I hate it. It was not good. What? I thought I didn't it was like pretty it. good. It was, it was way too long. It was boring and meandering. It was well acted and completely pointless. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wouldn't say me. it's pointless. Uh, let's calm down with the P word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be a fun casting for that. But using uh, you, goofballs, um, <laughs> huh, well, Wenzel's definitely going to have to be the grumpy ghost of Christmas yet to come. Oh. Just make him, make him missing. Yes, okay. Give him a robe. Okay. And then Colt, I think, would be a good ghost of Christmas Christmas uh, past. I think past. I think he would be good. All right, okay. I'll burn your house down. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> man, I think I think you could pull off aloof and yet very present. Yeah, I think you do well with that. Yeah, I can uh, do that. Pat's the ghost of Christmas present. Oh, okay. Oh, perfect. perfect. There's nobody jollier. <laughs> oh, I get I get to show all of my chest hair. Yep, all of sure. it. And I love to do that. You've already got the big bushy beard. Man, and I get to be like a cosmic horror, just like incarnate, and I get to just fucking Mm -hmm. scare the shit out of an old man. Okay. You're also pulling double duty. Your nephew, Fred. Me? Wait, me? Yeah, yeah, you do both. (sighs) All right. Because I, you get to screw with an old man twice, and you get paid twice. I always talk about how I want to throw my parents into a nursing home. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I think I think Jonathan. I think Jonathan would would be good Scrooge. I that yeah. Ooh, top billing. Like if I, I, I yeah. If I can't 100%. do it myself, I think Jonathan would be good as Scrooge. Hundred percent. Yep. And then Cannon would be an excellent Bob Cratchit. I'll take it. Oh wait, does that mean <laughs> one of the dogs has to be Tiny Tim? Yeah. Darling. Oh no! <laughs> I not accept this role. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want if you want people to cry at Tiny Tim's death scene, you have a corgi boy. Oh, him. oh my god! And they call Stop him it. Tiny Tim in the Stop movie. It. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm getting pictures in my head. Stop! Well, don't forget the end where Tiny Tim did not die. Oh. And plus, we get we get to put Darwin in one of those little like roller scooter things for dogs with, with their back legs. <laughs> my god! And again, if I'm not Scrooge, then I'll be Fozzywig, the Fozzie Bear version, not Fezziwig. I'll be I'll be Fozzie Bear. That's I'm just Fozzie Bear. That's how that's okay. gonna go. Oh, Bear in a big blue house. <laughs> yeah, sure. But you know, that's that's how I would cast it. If it were me, I like it. Yeah, I but like it. I I would I would like to see that version. Do we need I, to start a GoFundMe to get the funds? I to mean, make fuck, this I'll do a reality. it. Yeah, let's, let's let's film it. Let's go. Yeah, we we will drop our Kofi, our PayPal. Uh, we will start a Patreon <laughs> just to get that going. All of them. Just give us your money that yeah. you would be spending on Christmas. Uh, give it to us, strangers, please. <laughs> Uh, I would like to add in, though, uh, I was telling Colt that I also have my version of A Christmas Carol. That would be ideal. Oh. If, any, if anybody would like to hear it. I wouldn't. I'm concerned, but curious. Okay, fuck you, Colt. Um, <laughs> I was playing. I was playing. Mm, I think that what we need to do is we need to get a young, hot Scrooge to play uh, to do this. A more modern. I already hate this. A more modern, not not none of the sexual assault or the molestation, but good, good. We need to leave that. But out. have a young, hot Scrooge, and he's kind of old, but he's still hot. I say Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> well, all right, no. and um, and at some yeah. point, and at some point, he when he's talking to Cratchit, he pulls up his shirt to show his abs, and he's like, "Do you see these?" <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> it's like a washboard. I can play music on it. I mean, yeah, why you, stop there? Just have Ryan Reynolds do a Patrick Stewart style one man show of a Christmas Carol, but shirtless. Yeah, you, you don't get the, you don't get abs like these by taking Christmas off, you fuck. <laughs> and the ghost. How of do you Christmas, think I get these gains? But the ghost of Christmas yet to come is the first Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, the one from Origins. Mm. <laughs> and oh, oh Baraka pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the all the ghosts are just different roles that he's had in the past. Yeah. Oh, for ghost? our version, I would play Marley. I forgot to cast Marley. Oh, who? who is, oh, I would do it. You be Marley or Johnny oh, okay. could do it if he was. Like we could switch. I don't care. 
And the Ghost of Christmas Past in the Ryan Riddle movie oh, no. would be Green Lantern. Green Lantern, yeah. I was gonna say his character from Two Guys a Girl at a Pizza Place. That would work too. Which is a sitcom on ABC from the nineteen nineties. So that means the Ghost of Christmas Present would have to be Van Wilder. Oh wow. Huh? Well. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> Somebody call Ryan Reynolds. Get him on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he can clear his plate for this one. <laughs> I've seen him argue with people on Twitter. He has enough time. <laughs> well, it's not like he's making Deadpool three right now or anything. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sam, for joining us. And I know this has been a long time coming. You finally get to just spill all your bio entity, but you're, now you're just a lighter, happier person now. Fuck that, the BBC. Fuck the BBC. Yeah, British Broadcasting Corporation, more like bullshit Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Britain's breaking Christmas. <laughs> BBC. Yeah, g- give us your funny BBC before we close. Uh, the Bukaki Corporation. Well, like Boo Boo Corporation. B. No, no, it's three words. It's Boo Cocky Corporation. But then that's not that's not BBC. That's, that's, that's BK. Cannon, do the, better. Uh, <laughs> the 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 bionic Botox crisis. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> all oh. right. Uh, thank you all for joining us and listening to uh, this very special episode. Thank you to our guests for joining us as well. It's always good to have them, and thank you, Sammy, for lending your expertise. And taking us to your favorites at the Christmas Carol adaptations. And um, to listen to more of us, to any, any episodes coming in the future or any episode we did in the past, you can check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catcher out there. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe on all those platforms. That really helps us out, pushes our up high in the algorithm, just keeps the, go- excuse me, keeps the show going, and just keeps us doing what we need to do and you can follow us on our socials on twitter and instagram at aycs podcast and follow us on letterbox and facebook at all you can hear you can follow us at twitch at twitch.tv slash all you can hear and lastly you can follow me patrick on twitter instagram and facebook excuse me letterbox at john lost his name and follow my art on facebook and john lost his name art i feel like you do that spiel like in your sleep in between snores well uh <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> well um <laughs> My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24 and uh, John Nonson 12 on Letterboxd. I'm the uh, most uh, prolific guest in Ach history. Once again, uh, it's Justin Snipes. You can find me at my store, The Comic Strip, on Hargrove Road here in Tuscaloosa or online at Captain Chimmy's Kinda Art or Captain Chimmy's Almost Music. I make things. Some of them are good sometimes. No promises. Uh, I am Canon. You could follow me at that Canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And I don't know what is more ass hurt right now. My actual ass from having to sit on a guitar amp because the one and only chair we had would not work for the mic I'm using. Or Justin for not being the most prolific guest in this podcast history. Again, you're a series regular. Yeah, ass hurt. It's it's a real thing. I mean, my ass does hurt. This chair is not. My ass, hurt. God, you don't even know. <laughs> oh, you don't even. Know. My name, Colt. Follow me on Twitter, Colt D zero zero. Do some backflips for Santa. Santa comes down the chimney, leaves out the. Uh, he'll eat your cookies. Uh, if you don't leave out cookies, he'll eat everything in your cabinets. So make sure you put out cookies. <laughs> Hide the yoga mats. Hide those yoga mats. <laughs> 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 Callback. <laughs>
Do you have to spray Santa with like a bottle of water like a cat? But it's milk. It's like, hey! <laughs> and he scurries up the chimney. It's really creepy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. I'm Winslow. You can follow me on Twitter at Winslow Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Winslow. I have a link tree. My letterbox, my Goodreads is on there because I can never really remember what they are. I just use them, and I don't ever um, remember. I don't remember my name. All right. Thank you all uh, for joining us. We'll be talking to you very, very soon. Take care. My ass hurts. Mine too. Beep, yeah. boop, 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 beep. Goodbye, bah humbug. I am the ghost of Christmas future. Ooh. I'm gonna kill you. If you don't be good, I'm gonna take you to hell.